The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's countdown to Valentine's Day. Yes, today is uh, February 11th, so Friday, it's here. And have you got a Valentine? Is this yet another year without being madly in love with someone? Or maybe you are madly in love. And is this someone that you're madly in love with going to break your heart or going to be with you forever and love you unconditionally? That's the ideal, of course. Well, if you're bemoaning your Valentine Day less status, um, here's I've got a riddle for you. When is it better not to have a Valentine? When your valentine is a bad girl or a bad boy, bad girls and bad boys are heartbreakers. And um, even though sometimes, when, especially when Valentine's Day comes around, it seems sometimes like it would be better to have anybody than to yet again have no valentine. But <laughs> um, people who are caught up in relationships where they're Valentine is a bad girl and, or a bad boy, and I'll explain what that is, um, are worse off. It's not, it's not about settling. It's not uh, just having a warm body next to you in bed. Um, the person who you pick to date or spend your whole life with will have a tremendous impact on your life. Um, why is it harder? It seems that every year it gets harder and harder for people to have Valentines. I mean, look around you. Um, what about your friends? What about your family? Are they in uh, loving relationships? I mean, hopefully a lot of them are. Hopefully you are. But um, for a lot of people, more and more people, it seems to be getting harder to find someone, you know, the prince or princess, the love of your life, the person who will love you unconditionally and hang around unconditionally, not cheat um, those kinds of people are getting harder to find in the dating swamp. Uh, why is this? Well, there are a number of reasons. I mean, one, one reason is the media that um, makes uh, the latest bad girl and bad boy out to be someone who is glamorous, makes them out to be people who you'd have a very exciting relationship with, and that's true. Bad girls and bad boys are definitely exciting. And, and for those of you who, um, <laughs> who don't know this by now, um, my first book is um, Bad Boys, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them. 
And my more recent book is Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. So I am an expert in bad boys and bad girls um, in, in, from many different, uh, in many different ways. Um, and, you know, so for these books, I mean, not only have I, of course, treated countless patients who have been in these kinds of uh, dysfunctional relationships, but um, but I did research for the books, of course, and got stories of of uh, men and women who have been in relationships with bad boys and girls, and um, you know there is no question but that there are more of them invading the invading the dating swamp. When I wrote Bad Boys, of course, that you know the bad boys have been around forever. Um, and, but what's interesting is that when I sat down to write Bad Girls, the number of bad girls in the dating swamp has really increased. Um, and I'll t- talk about, I, I define 12 types of bad boys and 12 types of bad girls, and I'll tell you all about them. But I just want to talk in general about some of the reasons why it's so hard to find love. One of the things, uh, besides you know the media glamorizing bad boys and girls, um, the, a real key factor is the increase in divorce in, uh, well, in America and in the world and a lot of other countries, too. Um, what happens when one's parents or even grandparents at this point um, are divorced? Well, what happens when you're the child of divorce is that you are left with scars. You have seen your parents um, have be in love, you know, be get married, um, presumably because and generally because they were in love, and you then see the heartbreak that one or both of them go through when they get divorced. You see the pain up close and personal, and what that does to children of divorce is to make them frightened of getting into loving, committed, intense uh, relationships because there is the risk of having heartbreak, that same kind of heartbreak happen to you. And so um, even though people go around, you ask anybody, everybody wants to have their prince, and, you know, every woman wants to have their prince, every man wants to have their princess, but, um, but uh, when, um, but it doesn't, but these stories at the same time, they're afraid to really make the commitment because at another level, even though they want to find love, they're afraid that, that love hurts. And when you are with a bad boy or a bad girl, it does hurt. And I shouldn't have said, like, every man wants a princess and every <laughs> every woman wants a prince. Um, bad boys and bad girls are equal opportunity players, and um, this works uh, the same way for the gay and lesbian community as well. There are bad boys who, you know, that men um, find, come across, have relationships with, and the same thing with bad girls and other women. So, um, so, and what's so interesting, you know, as there's this increased fear of intimacy, of course, Internet dating has blossomed. And what's so interesting about that is that it, it takes dating, um, it puts dating at a distance. In other words, you can sit there and order... <laughs> Order up a date like you order from Amazon. You order a book from Amazon. It's the same kind of thing. You click, and with one click, you can get your order, depending upon uh, you know whether this guy or girl answers you back and wants to uh, meet you as well, or talk to you at least, or email you um, as well. 
And so there's this safety net built in. It's not like being rejected in person. You know, it's not like being at a bar or a restaurant or a uh, club or wherever you might be on the beach, wherever you might be, um, that you might, or business meeting, you know, wherever people meet. Um, you can see from, you know, maybe you see somebody that you're interested in. And you, you stare at them a little longer and you can see right away whether that person seems like they're equally interested in you or whether they, you know, look away or, uh, aren't interested. Um, so you can feel the rejection up close and personal. When you do it, not that it doesn't hurt on internet dating sites, of course, if no one, <laughs> if no one, uh, clicks on you. Um, but, but it's, it's, you know, you're in your, um, pajamas. <laughs> And uh, you're sitting behind your screen or you're, you know, on your smartphone sitting somewhere where no one can see um, what's happening or not happening on your profile, on your dating site. So, um, so there's a kind of, so it isn't that it doesn't hurt at all, but it takes, it makes it that much more distant, um, and that much safer in a sense, you know, first you correspond and then you talk on the phone and then you meet and then some people, you know, play these games where they tell you where to meet and then they don't, um, they, you know, they, they look from afar or they send a friend in to look and if you don't look like your profile picture, they don't ever come to meet you. I mean, there are all kinds of games where they come and they meet you and they, you know, they make it really quick uh, or they say something really hurtful. I've certainly heard that a lot of that kinds of conversations where people will say, you know, boy, you're a lot, you're a lot fatter than your profile picture or you're a lot, you know, just some kind of comment that um, is really hurtful. And, of course, there's no, there's that. There's no, that's just human, human decency to not do something like that. I mean, there's no excuse for that. Uh, and somebody who would do that, you sh- wouldn't want to be with anyway, you know, that, that if they could be that cruel to another person, that just tells you that, that they wouldn't have been good boyfriend, girlfriend material to begin with. But, um, but, you know, th- this whole, it's, this, sc- the scars of divorce, are um, are hurtful. You know, we've seen the signs of, um, for example, girls, um, young girls, high school girls, uh, who whose fathers divorced. Well, whose parents got divorced, and their fathers maybe found another woman, or even married another woman, and they have children with another woman. Whatever the situation, they're not really around as much um, for to pay attention to their daughter, and that's where. This whole sexting thing started where girls are so desperate for male attention because they don't have a father in their life um, that they're just putting themselves out there trying to attract attention, you know, love and, and attention. And guys, of course, are doing this too. And, and um, you know, they're really, I don't know why people think that that's sexy or that's, I mean, when you show the merchandise, <laughs> So completely, just um, by sexting, it really is a turnoff. I mean, certainly the guys that I've talked to for my Bad Girls book, I mean, yes, did it turn them on in a sense to meet the woman because um, they think they're going to get laid? Absolutely. Or not absolute, Not all the times, absolutely. I mean, absolutely at least attempted them. It also turned off a bunch of guys because she's given it away. There's no challenge. 
Um, I was just looking at something uh, on the Internet. I didn't even realize that this thing existed. But apparently there's um, something called Rent-A-Friend. I mean, just to show how how dissociated we've become from each other, uh, how alienated, how lonely, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just a friend, there are rent-a-friend companies um, where you can rent a companion, you know, if you want to go do something or you just want to hang out or you want a friend to go do something together. You you rent a friend. I mean, can you, um, you know... (laughs) We've we've just crawled into our technology so much. It's a, a number a combination of factors. It's parenting, and divorce has a big part of this, as I was saying, and just um, the, the the technology that's separating us from each other, and um, you know not wanting to get hurt, and just an increase in cruelty in the world. I mean, God, you only have to look up. Uh, I was just looking at like some news story today, and um, and looking at the comments. And people are so incredibly cruel about, it was, I can't remember what the story was, it was some, some celebrity, something about a celebrity, and, and people were passing judgment. And then, but the thing is, as I'm sure you've seen, it gets into, it gets beyond passing judgment on the celebrity, and yes, I shouldn't call the kettle black or whatever I do. I do commenting on celebrities' issues that they get involved in, um, so that I can talk about different psychological issues. So I won't, I won't go there. But what I was going to say was that um, the comments get to be not about the original news story, and this could be like a, a movie star, or it could be a politician, or it could be—it doesn't even matter what the story, or it could be a non-celebrity, but just some story about something. And then the the comments go beyond um, being judgmental about the people involved in the story, and they get to commenting about each other. And they're just being each one is crueler, more cruel to the to the person who has written the comment than the other. And it goes on and on and on where they're just being nasty to each other. There is this epidemic of nastiness that, of course, is is uh, spilling over into love life as well as friend friendships. You know, you have to rent a friend. That's kind of um, <laughs> that's not what friendship is all about. I mean, that's kind of the antithesis of a friend. If you have to rent them, it's really. Um, it's really not a happy situation, and we really, each of us can do something uh, to change that in our own lives, and, um, and, and you know, it's, it starts with each one of us. We can't say, oh, the world is so cruel, I'm going to crawl into my little hole and, and pull the covers up over my head. We have to go out there and, uh, and, and be the antidote to the cruelty in the world by being, by giving, showing random acts of kindness, you know, and so on, and love while we're talking about Valentine's Day, being more loving to people in our lives, whether they're boyfriends, girlfriends, um, parents, uh, you know, relatives, friends, whatever, we have to be more loving to the people in our lives. So, um, so we, um, I'm going to be talking next about bad boys and then talking about bad girls and then in my last segment I'm going to be telling you what you can do for Valentine's Day that will make it um, much more loving for you and for those around you. So um, so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about Valentine's Day. In particular, no Valentine is better than one who's bad. So we're going to be talking now about my about the the conundrum of bad boys. Bad boys have been around forever. Um, they are, you know, unfortunately, uh, they're getting more accepted. Then uh, it's not so shocking anymore as as before, except except that some of the bad boys are pushing the envelope um, and becoming even worse. Um, when I uh, wrote this book. I, this was the first of the two bad boys and bad girls books that I wrote. First, it was bad boys, why we love them, how to live with them, and when to leave them. And um, uh, what makes a bad boy? Um, what, first of all, bad boys, just like bad girls, are heartbreakers. It's just that they break your, hearts, your heart in a different way. I talk about 12 different types of bad boys and 12 different types of bad girls. So I start out in the introduction with what is a bad boy? He's a rebel without a cause, a cool dude in a motorcycle jacket, a real-life Huckleberry Finn who wants to take you on a wild river ride to adventure. He's wounded, moody, misunderstood, a dreamer, a seducer, a daredevil. He is a man of mystery and a fascinating paradox. He's both a lost little boy and a man with a dark side. He breaks your heart with his wicked ways, but whether he's a wanton wolf or a dangerous desperado, he makes you long to rescue him from his pain. He's hurtful, cruel, or simply careless and self-absorbed, but you can't resist jumping on his motorcycle and roaring off into the steamy night with him. And once you've given him your heart forever, he's gone with the wind. So, what makes a woman be attracted to a bad boy. It all starts with her daddy. Depending upon the kind of relationship that a little girl has with her daddy, that determines what kind of bad boy she's going to go after. And I'll give you some examples. Um, What's interesting, though, is that when I first wrote this book, you know, it was more common for women to have one daddy (laughs) 
And as the years have gone by, this came out in 97 originally, the the uh, hardcover came out in 97 and the paperback came out in 98. And I'm going to be doing a, a combination book, um, putting my bad boys and bad girls book together as a set. Um, and uh, But in the meantime, in the meantime, let me tell you the 12 different types of, of bad boys. Um, there's the frazzled frog, the wanton wolf, the would-be wizard, the philant... Well, let me... I, I gave them each two, uh, two different names. The, the, the one is because there's a quiz at the beginning, and so I don't give it all away in the quiz, but it's easier to understand with the other names. The frazzled frog is a fixer-upper lover. The wanton wolf is a compulsive flirt. The would-be wizard is a grandiose dreamer. The philandering prince is misunderstood and married. The autocratic aristocrat is Mr. Power Mad. The marriage-shy monarch is a commitment-phobe. The brooding beast is a wounded poet. The pert puppet is a self-absorbed seducer. The bewildering bluebeard is a man of mystery. And the adventurous Aladdin is a dramatic daredevil. The voracious vampire is a prince of darkness. And a ruthless robber is a lethal lover. So let me give you examples of how the the uh, little girl's relationship with her father determines what kind of guy she's with. And so I was trying to say what's so interesting is that now that now it's um, women have uh, are more likely to have um, their original biological father and then a stepfather and then sometimes another stepfather or other men involved in their mother's lives. So they sometimes are, in, are attracted to more than one type of bad boy, depending upon the relationships they, that they had with each of these father figures. So let's talk about the fixer-upper lover. The fixer-upper lover, a girl who is um, a little girl who had a father who uh, abandoned her or wasn't with her because he died when she was young or because, um, they, because of the parents' divorce and his not being involved in her life, or it could be a man who is a, a father who's a workaholic, and maybe he's working really hard to give things to his little girl so he can buy things for her, but he's just not around, which is a lot more important to kids than, than how much you buy them. So, for example, these are, this is on the test. This would be, uh, you, you would mark always, sometimes, or never. Um, he wants you to take care of him by being the cuddly, nurturing mother he never had. This is, these are uh, symptoms of a frazzled frog. Um, he's a perpetual little boy who refuses to grow up, and he's proud of it. He warns women not to expect too much of him by flaunting his neediness. Besides his addiction to you, he has at least one other addiction. You feel you're really too good for him because he, his possessions, and his life are in such disrepair. So, why would a woman who has been abandoned by her father when she was a little girl um, go for a frazzled frog or a fixer-upper lover? Because these are the men, these men who don't have their life together, who have an addictive personality, who seem to become addicted to her, who need, who are, who um, are desperate for the for the, uh, the a woman to nurture him. Um, these are the kinds of guys who seem least likely to leave. However, and they are at the beginning. However, the problem is the reason why they are bad boys and and become heartbreakers is because after a while, after the nurturing, wonderful woman takes care of him, helps him get his life together, um, 
he then starts feeling as though he can attract somebody better, somebody who wouldn't have put up with him when his life was a mess. And so this frazzled frog hops away. Let's take another example. Um, an example of the, um, the let's see, <laughs> the, um, the brooding beast. Yes, the reason why, oh, all of these guys relate to fairy tales. So the brooding beast um, has to do with beauty in the beast. So the brooding beast is a wounded poet. Okay, so the kind of, if you remember the story of Beauty and the Beast, um, Beauty loved her father, and her father loved her. It's not always that, it's not so obvious. It's not like that all these fathers, uh, that all these dysfunctional relationships that the little girls have with, her, with their fathers are because the father is abusive. Now, that, that goes down to, uh, when, when he is abusive, that goes to the... Um, uh, voracious vampire or prince of darkness, the, the men who are abusive. She's attracted to those kinds of men. But, but it's not always, you know, it, it's not always so obvious that, that the father is, is, uh, that the relationship is dysfunctional. But like looking at Beauty and the Beast. Okay, so at the beginning of the story, the father has lost, his ship doesn't come in. His ship that he was expecting with all his wealth, all his goods, uh, gets lost at sea. And um, so he's lost all his money, and he goes into a depression, and, uh, and her mother has died. And so the father is really depressed and um, needs to be rescued. And Beauty wants to rescue her father, but she's just a little girl, and there's no way that she can make up for her mother having died and his ship having been lost at sea. But she, she has this need to rescue a man. And so when she comes across the beast... Um, she isn't attracted to the beast. She's repulsed by the beast until he lays dying in a cave. And that's when she goes to the beast and she kisses him. And, of course, in the fairy tale, uh, it ends with his turning into a prince. So she is reliving. She is doing with the beast what she had wanted to do but couldn't do with her father. And this is what um, Freud calls the repetition compulsion. And we all have this, and it's not just about beasts and beauties. It's, it's, when, when something goes wrong in our life, we are often drawn to repeat it, repeat the same pattern, and we are doing that because we're trying to fix it. We want to make it better. But if we don't understand and have insight into why we're in this mess to begin with, we just keep on repeating the same pattern. So... Um, so the same thing with girls who had, depending upon, little girls, depending upon the kind of dysfunctional relationship with their father, they are attracted to each of these 12 different types of bad boys. And the end result, even though they break um, the woman's heart in different ways, the end result is that they leave her brokenhearted. Now, of course, the compulsive flirt, you know, that's, I mean, there are a lot of compulsive flirts in the world. There are a lot of commitment phobes in the world. Um, there are a lot of uh, misunderstoods and married, the, you know, philandering princes who go out and cheat. That seems to be um, more prevalent than ever. It seems to be, you know, getting to be more accepted than ever. And, and of course, you know, women who, um, I mean, it's not about blaming the bad boys. What makes a bad boy is their relationship growing up with their mother. So if they have had... 
uh, a mother who was too seductive or too critical or too demanding, that's what turns them, you know, each of these different types of dysfunctional relationships with their mother is what turns the, a man, a little boy, into a bad boy. But it, it's, not, it's not just about blaming the bad boy. If, the, if women were not willing to accept all these different types of bad boys, there wouldn't be bad boys. I mean, in the sense that the bad boys at least wouldn't, there would be bad boys, but they wouldn't be getting these relationships. I mean, women have to take responsibility for getting into the relationship as well. And it's going to be the same for bad girls that I'm going to be talking about in the next segment. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about Valentine's Day and um, giving you a (laughs) crisis intervention uh, and telling you about how if you don't have a Valentine who you're madly in love with and who's madly in love with you, no Valentine is better than one who is bad, who is a bad boy or a bad girl. So I've been telling you, talking to you about bad boys. Now we're going to go to bad girls. That's my most recent book, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. So um, similar to bad boys, I have defined 12 different types of bad girls, and I will read you the introduction uh, to that book. Are you wondering when it will be your turn to walk hand in hand into the sun? Let me start again. Are you wondering (laughs) when it will be your turn to walk hand in hand into the sunset with the man or woman of your dreams, whether you are a good girl who is discouraged by losing out to the bad girls or a man who wants to avoid being a bad girl's prey, you are about to embark on a journey that will give you deeper insight into yourself, allow you to unravel the mysterious allure of bad girls, and help you find more authentic and fulfilling love. Countless women have had the frustrating experience of loving a man who is oblivious to them while being swept up in the drama of loving a bad girl instead. Everyone sees the heartbreak coming and wants to save him from it, but he won't 
listen. Well, so let me tell you about the, um, as I was saying, bad girls have been increasing in the dating swamp. And a bad girl, just like a bad boy, is a heartbreaker. And <clears throat> there are 12 different types. Now, um, what makes a bad girl? What makes a bad girl bad? Um, what makes a bad girl is the same thing that makes, well, it starts out the same way that makes a, a woman become attracted to bad boys. In other words, it starts out with a dysfunctional relationship with her father. So these women, these little girls who have dysfunctional relationships with their father, these 12 different types of dysfunctional relationships are attracted to the different types, the the, um, corresponding type of bad boy. But what happens is once the woman has had her heart broken one too many times, she gets to a point where she either gives up on men altogether, even though she may be saying, oh, I wish I had a Valentine, for example, today. She might be saying that um, and bemoaning her fate. But um, she doesn't do anything that will get her a Valentine. Um, She doesn't really take care of herself. She doesn't, she's kind of... Um, lost interest in, in wearing the latest kinds of fashions or fashions that are, that are the most flattering to her. She doesn't take care of the way she looks um, as, as much as she could or her grooming or her personality or a whole bunch of other things, what I call the bad girl secrets. And she's kind of, because part of her doesn't want to get rejected again. She's had, you know, all these, this heartbreak with um, bad boys and she doesn't want that to happen again. So yes, of course she wants a Valentine on one level, but she also doesn't want the pain that goes with giving a guy a chance and ending up being heartbroken like that which has happened to her many times in the past. So either that or she becomes a bad girl. And by that I mean she becomes a girl who exploits men because she's given up on uh, finding a man who's going to love her for her, a prince, you know, walk down, walk into the sunset with him like the fairy tales, um, she decides to settle for something else. So she exploits men in these 12 different ways that I'm about to tell you. Uh, so these are the 12 different types of bad girls. The gold digger, the addict, the sex siren, the sexual withholder, the married woman on the prowl, the commitment phobe, the husband hunter and trapper, the husband stealer, the ultimate damsel in distress, the cougar, the ball buster, and the bad girl scorned. So, um, as you can see, I mean, sort of, and, and you'll notice that there is no specific category, separate category, for the cheater, the cheater type of bad girl, because all of these 12 types of bad girls. Um, can and often do cheat because what they're looking for, they've taken their heart off their sleeve. They're, they're, you know, they've given up. Uh, they've put themselves into relationships before where they've given their whole heart and um, only gotten hurt. And so these are women who have taken their heart off their sleeve and they're looking for these various other things you know, that I just mentioned, like a gold digger is looking for gold. Um, and so they have hardened their heart. They've taken it off their sleeve and they've hardened it. And they are not, um, they're not as vulnerable 
to a bad, to well, to any boy, not just a bad boy, but uh, they're not as vulnerable to men. They're, um, and so that's why if they, if the man that they are with um, has stopped giving them what they want, you know, like let's say, um, oh, let's say uh, a, an addict, you know, the guy isn't putting up with their addictive behavior anymore. So the girl will find another guy who will be an enabler, who will put up with that. Um, it goes for all of them. And so when, when they either get bored with the guy they're with or the guy isn't fulfilling their need as much as they used to or as much as they thought they, that the, the girl thought they would, um, it's on to the next guy. Because since they're not so vulnerable, since they're not so committed, since they're not so they haven't given their whole heart, it's easy to go on to the next guy to get whatever it is that they want. So um, now I call in the in the book. I also have tests <laughs> uh, in the bad girls book. I not only have a test for women to see um, how much of a bad girl they are, whether they're it goes from good girl to man eater, but I also have a test for men to see how vulnerable they are to bad girls. Um, whether I call them sitting ducks. And the reason why men um, are the things that make men more vulnerable to um, bad girls is the fact that, in a general sense, I mean, I, I talk about, I have chapters for each of these different types of bad girls, and I talk about specifically, like, what kind of um, a home the bad girl grew up in that made her become bad, you know, for each type, or what kind of, what's, what kind of childhood the men had who made them attracted to uh, these different types of bad girls. Um, but in a general sense, why bad girls are, get the men <laughs> while the good girls sit on the shelf is because the bad girl knows how to make a man feel like the biggest stud on the planet. And so in a very general sense, not looking at you know specifics of each of the 12 types, but in a very general sense, the men who are most vulnerable to bad girls are the men who have the least sense of their masculinity the the the, the who feel um, who need to have their their masculinity shored up who need to have proof um, that they're big men by having these kinds of bad girls on their arm and um of course, in the end, you know, when I interviewed over a hundred men for this book, uh, men who have been in relationships with each of these types of bad girls, and I have the stories, uh, the best stories from these men in the book, uh, which makes, which is very comforting for other men who have been with bad girls to see that they're not the only one who fell for some of these things. Um, but, you know, when, so, so, it's you know what's interesting, of course, in a, again in a general sense, because it's it, just like with the bad boys, there are very specific dynamics that make each of the types and make the people who fall for these types. But in a very general sense, um, the men who uh, fall for bad girls, I was saying they they don't have a strong sense of their masculinity, and that often comes. It is so amazing how 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 predictive this is, predictable it is. Um, that men who have not had, not, not all but most of these sitting ducks, <laughs> um, have 
have had fathers who were not very involved in their lives. Either the father was physically absent or emotionally absent, or they were there, but um, but the, they left the child raising to the mother. You know, they didn't really go to the boys' games much, for example. Um, and so, so they, the, the men didn't have a father who gave them a good sense of, of who they were as men. Um, a good sense of, of, you know, so that they could model themselves after them and a good sense of which girls it is that you have sex with and which girls it is that you marry. Because that's what happened in, in, in many, if not most of these cases. Well, there were all different ways that the bad girls, um, trapped the sitting ducks. But, uh, of course, sex and sexuality and sexual allure is, uh, number one because of the fact that that it's a man who's looking to have that aspect of themselves boosted. So, um, so um, when when guys, um, so they get so guys get trapped in in all different kinds of ways. But but it's generally it generally has to do with um, the woman appealing to them on a sexual level. Now the interesting thing is that a, a bad girl. Can can walk up to a guy, uh, let's say at a club or let's just it could be anywhere, and she could say the same kinds of things to him, you know, make the same kind of opening lines or small talk as a good girl. I mean, they usually don't. The bad girls, <laughs> the bad girls have better openings and and look like a better package to begin with walking up, um, but. They, let's just say they say the same thing. The thing is that guys understand, can tell right away, uh, just like a bad girl can, can be attracted by radar to who the sitting ducks are, a sitting duck <laughs> or a guy in general can know which women are going to be the ones who are looking for a relationship with a capital R and which ones are going to be the more adventurous, the, more, um, the less needy, the ones who are, you know, not going to be sitting at home and waiting for the guys to call, uh, sitting by the phone and waiting for the guys to call, the, the women who have a life, um, the women who are more of a challenge, the women who are not, you know, as I said, so needy and dependent and, and looking to snatch someone. I mean, the bad girls are looking to snatch someone. Um, to trap someone, but not in the same way, not to have that same kind of intimate, close, committed relationship as the good girls are. And as I said, starting off, um, that in our society today, because of the media portrayals of bad girls and bad boys, and because of so many um, children, children of divorce in the dating pool who are afraid of intimacy, afraid of getting hurt, that um, that is something that is more attractive to a guy. If he sees right away that, okay, this is someone that I can play with um, and and I don't have to, like, commit to tonight, <laughs> to marry her tonight, um, you know, that's going to be more attractive because because that makes him feel more comfortable right away. He doesn't have to have his guard up right away, although, of course, that's the paradox because, in fact, <laughs> his guard should be up for bad girls all the more than with a good girl. All right, we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to have more on Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you some tips for how you can make your Valentine's Day 
a better one than um, than you may be looking at right now. <laughs> so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, giving you some crisis intervention before Valentine's Day. It's a countdown today. And no Valentine is better than one who's bad. And I hope you're convinced of that after uh, my highlighting my books on bad boys and bad girls. Um, this, uh, you know, hopefully you have a Valentine um, or somebody who, whether you're married or you're dating or you're engaged or whatever, um, this, you know, I'm trying to help you sort of... <laughs> It's a little harder if you're married. I'm not suggesting that you get divorced after talking about the impact of uh, on children, the scars of divorce. But um, you do need to. So, <laughs> so if you're if you're engaged and dating, let's put it that way. Um, uh, if if you're seeing some of the traits in um, your Valentine that I've been talking about as far as bad girls and bad boys. Um, I mean, even if you're married, there's still hope. <laughs> there's still hope. Um, you know, and the hope is to talk about these issues with your partner. And um, because, because, you know, well, first of all, if you're just dating, obviously that's a lot easier. If you, if you are recognizing some of, these, some of these symptoms, if you think that your date might be a bad girl or a bad boy, you know, it is, um, it should give you pause. Um, I mean, therapy helps. <laughs> I don't mean, you know, couples therapy or therapy for the bad boy or bad girl helps. Not, nothing is, um, nothing is uh, irreversible. Of course, if you're, unless, I, I do say that with, if you're with a bad boy who's, um, who is either a lethal lover, lover, which is a guy who's in jail for some crime, or um, a guy who is a um, a voracious uh, vampire, a prince of darkness, who's an, uh, who's an abusive guy, 
or um, if he's a compulsive flirt and he's not just flirting, you know, with his eyes, but he's having sex with a million girls, you do need to uh, get out of the relationship until, unless the person totally changes. Um, and you know how how likely that is. Um, bad girls, you guys have to uh, have to not be um, sitting ducks. You have to look at you know what this girl is trying to get from you. Um, I mean, I gave you highlights from my book. Of course, I'm going to give you. I'm going to tell you where to find the books, and of course, you know the the meat is in the book. I can't I can't explain it all in in ten minutes. You know, for each for bad girls and bad boys, but. Um, but, you know, it should be giving you pause. You should, like, it should raise red flags. Let's put it that way. Um, now, if you don't have a Valentine um, at all, then the key is to make plans now for Valentine's Day. Not to, you know, the, the day is coming. I mean, it is likely if you're here today, the chances are you're going to be here. <laughs> you're going to be around on Valentine's Day. And if you haven't made plans and the day comes and you're just going to be depressed and sitting around moping, that is going to be horrendous. So you should be making plans now with um, maybe coworkers or with friends or with family. I mean, sure, surely even if you don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a fiancé um, or a husband or a wife, you can certainly um, find other people who you love in a different kind of way, you know, your family, your parent, your grandparent. Um, you have a, 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 an aunt who's alone. I mean, make plans now to share love with whomever is in your um, your circle. You know, it doesn't have to be, instead of bemoaning not having a girlfriend or boyfriend, um, find somebody else that you can share your love with. Now, I don't suggest that you decide to make plans to go to a romantic restaurant <laughs> if you don't have a romantic partner to be with because that's depressing um, to see people sitting around, couples sitting around, um, holding hands and all while you're uh, sitting with your lonely aunt. <laughs> but um, there are lots of places, restaurants or other kinds of things to go to, movies, um, the beach, um, you know, restaurants that aren't necessarily romantic, but that you can have fun at. Uh, there are lots of places that you can go where it's not particularly romantic, but where you can have a lot of fun. You can um, uh, go see a movie that has, you know, that like a, a romantic comedy or a romantic, you know, some movie that has some romance in it. Um and talk about it with your friends after. I mean, that's kind of the key. What I'm trying to get at is if you don't have a Valentine or you have one that you're beginning to suspect is a bad girl or bad boy, um, you can make use of Valentine's Day by improving your chances for finding true love by next Valentine's Day. That's the whole key. So even if you're not in a blissful relationship right now, you can certainly make changes in your life that will make it more likely that by next Valentine's Day, you will have someone who is authentic and sincere and loving and who you love and where they love you. Um, I mean, these things do exist. I mean, that's the sad, ironic tragedy of this whole thing, that people are um, looking for love. I mean, even bad girls and bad boys really want love. It's not that they don't want love. Everyone wants love, wants to be loved and to love. 
But the problem is that because of their childhood, that um, where they had dysfunctional relationships with their parents, they turned out to be bad boys or bad girls who who can't find love. You know, who yes, they become heartbreakers, but it's not because they wouldn't rather have a loving relationship. It's because they don't know how. And they're stuck, and they're stuck in this pattern of hurting other people, hurting people who they get into relationships with. And the same thing for sitting ducks and for girls, women, who are attracted to bad boys and and sitting ducks for bad girls. They are desperate for love. They want love. I mean, sometimes a little too desperate. That's kind of the problem. But they want love, too, and just keep getting their heart broken. So we're all sitting here, <laughs> everybody wants love, and, and it's like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle that don't quite match. And that's the, the challenge of the ages, is to, um, is to not only, actually the challenge is not only finding this, this one true love, but it's also uh, managing to keep the relationship passionate and alive and exciting and wonderful and giving and, and um and sincere, and not have each one or both partners cheating on each other, um, or throwing the relationship away, taking the relationship for granted. That's the most common problem that I hear from guys, whether they're in dating relationships or married, that the woman started out looking like a bad girl, you know, started out being a challenge or sexy or, or uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, overdoing it necessarily, but be making the most of yourself and being attractive. And they started out like that, and then once they get the guy, um, all of a sudden she's wearing flannel pajamas and, and, um, and no more high heels, but, you know, like these clunky things. Um, and just not trying and not being interesting, you know, not doing anything that's interesting, not make, continuing to make herself interesting, an interesting conversationalist, not having an interesting life, and so on. So let me, um, let me tell you, for, <laughs> of course I, I'm not going to um, close without telling you how to buy my books, because, because honestly, um, that, <laughs> that's what you should do on Valentine's Day. If you, <laughs> if you don't have a Valentine or you're not sure if, uh, or before Valentine's Day, or after Valentine's Day, for that matter. If you don't have a relationship that you're that is blissful, and you are beginning to to uh, see signs, red flags that your you know so-called Valentine may be a bad boy or a bad girl, you need these books. And if you don't have a Valentine at all, you need these books so that you can go out into the dating swamp and pick the right kinds of people. So. Of course, in bookstores and, of course, on Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble. But um, you can also get an autographed copy of Bad Boys from my website, which is drcarol.com, D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E.com. And Bad Girls, um, you can go to the – I have a, a separate website for that, which is badgirlsbook.com, badgirlsbook.com. And if you go to that website and you opt in, I will send women a complimentary bad girls test, and I will send men a complimentary sitting duck test so you can see whether you're a bad girl or a good girl or a sitting duck, respectively. (laughs) And um, the only way to make that next Valentine's Day better is to look at yourself and to be honest with yourself and and, uh, make yourself more... Uh, more lovable and and um, and to find and to have better to have a clearer vision of what not 
um, to look for, of the red flags, of the things that may look good on the surface but are danger signs in the guys and the girls who you are looking at as potential partners. So I wish you lots of love on Valentine's Day. I'm sure you have lots of people in your life to get love from and to give love to, even if it is not the perfect man or woman of your dreams. So I wish you love. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.